0: Consumers today, you and me, we're interested in the environment. We want to do the right thing when we go shopping. All the research says so. But it also says that we don't know how. Welcome to Renewable Future, from the renewable materials company, Stora Enso. You're in your local supermarket, wandering down the frozen foods aisle, trying to ignore that nondescript music, and you're picking up some frozen peas. But wait a second, which ones are better? Do you buy the peas in the plastic bag or in the cardboard box? The ones with the eco-label on them? Do you buy in bulk? How do you make the right environmental choice?
1: It's difficult to do right. I mean, to choose in the store what to buy. Even I don't know what's right all the time and I'm working with this area. My name is Ulla uh, Stenmark and I work for the Swedish government uh, in a project connecting plastics to sustainability. I'm also working as a waste and resource expert at IVL Swedish Environmental Research Institute.
0: So when it comes to waste, you know, you know if I the know, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot
1: of things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are used to doing things in a certain way, and we are used to having the lives that we have and we are not so willing to to cut down on our life standards or our consumption or anything. But in, in society in general, we have an economic model that is driven by consumption, and this means that we should buy more, and we should buy stuff all the time to keep the economical wheels turning, so to speak. And it's obvious that our Earth really can't take that amount of consumption, and also given that if we have many, many persons around the world now entering the middle class and want to consume like like we do here, uh, it would be even more unsustainable. So yes, we need to decrease our consumption. But that doesn't have to be that we, uh, so to speak, uh, give up our daily lives or the lives that we are used to live. You can have a perfectly fine life without buying new shirts all the time or without throwing away so much food that you most likely do. Mm -hmm. So the adjustment doesn't have to be so big.
0: So let's get back to the supermarket scenario or any kind of shopping experience. It could be frozen peas or it could be buying a new jacket online. Steenmark's top tips break down like this. There's four of them. Number one is don't consume. I mean, really ask yourself, do I really need that? Number two.
1: When you have bought it, try to use it as many times as possible. I mean, use your clothes, use your bag that you use for grocery shopping. Uh, Use your stuff. And don't just buy new things because you like to, or there's a new telephone model or whatever. So use your stuff. And then when you buy new things, when you need to buy things.
0: Point number three then.
1: See if you can find it secondhand or... Uh, at least less environmental damaging alternatives. And when you are done with the product, whatever it is, see if you can sell it on the secondhand market so that we can get that market both selling and buying. And
0: finally, number four,
1: if you have used your phone for, I mean, it's not possible to update anymore. It it won't do what you wanted to And not will not work for anyone else either then leave it to recycling so that we can get the materials uh, going
0: all good advice but what about the packaging we see all these empty packages on a daily basis the cereal box is finished the cheese is in a plastic sealable package the tins of beans the jars of sauce what do you do here well at Stora Enso, there's quite a few people working with sustainability and environmental questions one of those is tina pursela
2: the Sustainability Director at Consumer Board, Division of Sture Ensa.
0: Tina lives and breathes sustainability, and she's always thinking about what the best environmental choice is.
2: When making the buying decisions at stores, I, I read everything in small print and consider many things, and my kids are like, oh, mom, please, <laughs> let's get going.
0: <laughs> For Persilä, there's no straightforward answer when it comes to knowing what packaging to choose.
2: It's really important that the packaging is always designed for purpose. And uh, then you have to consider the whole life cycle of the product and the packaging when you make these um, decisions. So if you have, for example, a product that has a uh, quite long shelf life and... Uh, it is uh, used quite effectively, and soon after the purchase decision, then it's good like to pack more in bulk and have really minimized packaging. But if you have a um, product which um, is like consumed only occasionally and the self life is not not that long, so then it's really, if you can protect uh, the product better using more packaging, then from the life cycle perspective, it's better to do it.
0: So how do we make the right choice? I mean, it seems really tricky. I mean, are, are there any rules of thumb that consumers can think about?
2: Yeah, that's that's not easy, but there's a couple of issues to keep in mind. So one helpful guideline is to avoid unnecessary packaging and buy products and packaging that you can reuse or recycle. And This makes the use of resources more effective and that then reduces harmful environmental impacts. Uh, another aspect to keep in mind is to prefer renewable materials, which uh, do not contain fossil carbon. So, fossil carbon is a main contributor to climate change, and uh, renewable materials like wooden wooden carton board bind carbon dioxide from, from the atmosphere as they grow.
0: But Percel adds that the only way to really know what's best is if you carry out what's called an LCA study, a life cycle analysis study life cycle analysis is where you look at the entire environmental impact of a package and the product inside it from original production to use to what happens to it when it's no longer in use and when you do that then you really know what the best packaging is for that particular product
2: it's always good to have a LCA study that is kind of relevant for the market and country because you need to look at the real the value chain in a specific uh, market what is the collection system what is the recycling system what what happens in the in the end of life then you also need to have the real production systems. Where where does the material come from and how is it produced? So all that matters in, in an LCA.
0: But we, the consumers, we don't know what the LCA study says and we don't even know if one has been done. So what can we think about when looking at the packaging? Let's make it really concrete. Baked beans. What packet or tin of baked beans should I choose when I go to my local supermarket? Ose Steenmark.
1: It's, it's depending a little bit on the longevity of the products. The metal packaging would make the shelf life a little bit longer, actually. Uh, but then, I mean, for you as a customer, if you know that you're going to eat these baked beans like tomorrow, uh, the cardboard packaging would have a, less envir- a uh, smaller environmental footprint than the metal packaging. Then uh, what's really important, w- whichever packaging you choose, is to recycle it. If it's plastic, if it's cardboard, if it's metal, if it's glass. So recycle your packaging because we have in Sweden and in Europe, we have a system for, for recycling a packaging that we should use as customers.
0: So what happens then if you recycled a glass jar but didn't recycle the cardboard? Would glass then be a better alternative? Or says again?
1: Recycling glass is almost as energy demanding as making new glass. Okay. But you will save some materials, of course. So it's still important to recycle, but it's, it's not the highest environmental or energy benefit from it. Uh, then cardboard is made from bio-based materials, uh, so that's of course good in that sense. It's also recyclable if you have a recycling system. Uh, so that will t- and it will turn out a little bit more energy effective than the than the glass jar in in the recycling scheme. Metal is really energy efficient to, to you, you? earn a lot of energy from recycling the metal, metal can. Then if you don't recycle, in, if you throw it away in Sweden, you will send it to incineration yep. because that's what's happened with our waste bins. And then the metal can and the glass jar, they won't burn at all. <laughs> they will just end up in the ashes. But the cardboard uh, packaging would, would uh, at least be energy. Uh, so that's a little bit how you can think.
0: Priscilla makes it a bit easier for us. Her rule of thumb, choose cardboard if you can. It's almost always better.
2: Uh, board is a renewable, uh, recyclable material, and uh, it is produced with a low environmental footprint. These are all all important advantages. And then we also have to remember that it complies with all the product safety requirements, even, even in the most demanding food conduct uses. Plastic is a really versatile material when you look at the functionality, uh, but it has obvious environmental concerns. So when plastic ends up in the environment like in marine littering, it doesn't biodegrade and it's it's harmful to animals and human health. So renewable products, they can compete with plastics in many end uses. Uh, It's possible to reduce the amount of plastics, for example, by board-based trays and cups, which are used for packing ice cream, and frozen foods and, for example, ready meals.
0: So can we consumers really make a difference? We want to do the right thing, but we don't really know how. Tina Persla thinks consumers are making a difference already today.
2: Yes, there's an increasing demand from, from consumers. Consumers prefer uh, board um, as a replacement for, for plastics considering all, all these problems of marine littering. But um, consumers studies also tell that consumers prefer board and uh, natural raw materials also for other reasons, like the like the touch and feel and uh, that type of things.
0: Percilla also adds that it will be consumers that really drive this change in the end. Because only when consumers start making demands will the bulk of industry start really listening and changing their ways.
2: If consumers drive more sustainable packaging, uh, then Demand for sustainable production packaging grow, and then the production and required collection and recycling systems throughout the life cycle can be scaled to be even more effective than today that way. Uh, We can make the sustainable choices more affordable to consumers, which, again, drives the change further. So it's a very good cycle. In order to have that cycle, we have to have the really first conscious consumers that make the right choices. And and then the kind of uh, change and movement begins from there.
0: Osa Steenmark, on the other hand, she's less optimistic, but agrees that the same kind of change must start happening and it needs to happen now. She's very keen on creating a second-hand culture where we get used to buying and selling second-hand to reduce consumption. But also reminds us that the packaging is not always such a bad thing. It is serving a very useful purpose.
1: Uh, There are long debates on glass, metal, cardboard, plastics. The materials that we use, uh, if it's plastics or cardboard or metals they are there to protect the product so in many cases that they are doing an excellent job on that and are not really as unnecessary as they might seem
0: plastic then it's been this packaging material that's been very popular over the years but it's also a big problem damaging our environment polluting our seas and it's not biodegradable how should we be thinking about plastic
1: Plastic has really been the bad guy and really in the news this latest uh, one year or two years. You see these uh, horrifying pictures of yeah. plastics in the ocean and all those uh, things. So, I mean, in that sense, it's, it's, uh, it's a bad guy. But it's also important to remember that plastic is uh, also a good material. I mean, we use it for a reason, right? And uh, it's also now a cheap material. But these are also the things that are creating the bad things, right? Yes. Uh, so what I would like to see is that we use plastic as more valuable material, as that we actually see it as gold or, you know, really value it because and use it in those purposes where it's really needed, where it really helps us to reduce energy consumption or reduce food waste, for example.
0: So how fast is this going to happen? How can we get ourselves into a situation where we're just doing the right thing without even having to think about it. Or plastic isn't even an option anymore.
2: Tina Persela again. There's a lot of innovation taking taking place all the time and being rolled out to the market uh, for the kind of more more demanding applications. So, definitely replacing uh, plastics is a journey which happens gradually and it starts with the more easy solutions and then it then it goes to the more demanding demanding solutions where where plastic uh, currently doesn't have um, good replacement alternatives
0: so what have we learned well a few things to think about don't overconsume and really use what you buy sell it on second hand and buy second hand if you can when you really can't use it any longer get your old things into recycling and when it comes to packaging, well, as a general rule, board is the best form from an environmental perspective. But you do have to think about what the package is being used for. And finally, we can make a difference as consumers. And we can make demands. And when we do, change will happen. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Stora Enso. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas for new programs or any comments you may have. Mail to podcast at storeenso.com.